Hey everybody, it's Matt here. And before we get to the episode today, I just want to invite you to slay this giant of sexual sin with us. I want to invite you to consider doing an event with us. We have so many different kinds of events that we could do. There's events for men, there's events for men and women, events for parents, for youth, for young adults. There's Sunday morning preaching. Um, some of the events that we do are for our one-time things and some are weekend-long conferences. And so if this is on your heart and you'd like to address sexuality and porn in your church or in your circle, in your ministry or whatever that might look like, uh, I would invite you to go to restoredministries.ca slash events. You can see what's possible there with some things that we've done in the past. And we're also very flexible with working with different event organizers and, and churches in what it can look like for their particular setting. And so if you have it on your heart to carry the message forward of, of freedom and wholeness and health over sexual brokenness, I would love to chat about what that might look like. Go to restoredministries.ca slash events. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see my email and feel free to email me. We can hop on a Zoom call together and look at what doing an event together might look like for you. Hey, Peer Victory Tribe. We recently interviewed Chandler Rogers from the Relay app. Yeah, you can hear his personal story and the story of why Relay was created on episode 141. Chandler personally overcame a struggle with compulsive pornography use, and then he used his experience to give back to others by creating Relay, a group-based recovery app for people wanting freedom from addictive sexual behavior. He basically built what he wished he had during his healing journey, tools to manage recovery goals, an SOS button to reach out when feeling triggered, and a system for accountability with peers, all in a private, safe space. So you can find out more about the Relay app in the show notes and learn more about it or join a recovery group at www.joinrelay.app. Welcome to the Pure Victory Podcast, full of hot tips to help you win at sex, conquer porn, and find purpose in staying free forever. Here are your hosts, Matt Klein and Brad Hafner. Hey everybody, welcome back to Pure Victory Podcast. We're going to be talking about a question I think that Matt and I have both really gotten a lot of this question, um, in particular for married couples, but even if you're not married, don't turn us off. There's some value here for you too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and so what? what is the question we're talking about? Well, we've gotten this one where um, maybe a wife will come up to us and say, help, my husband is looking at porn. What do I do now? And that is a really big question. Um, every couple is unique. Every situation is unique. We get that. We can't give you a one-size-fits-all kind of answer, but maybe some overall understanding. And I just want to give some context too. Sometimes it's the reverse, right? <laughs> I said, help, my husband is looking at porn. Well, it could be help, my wife is looking at porn too. So we just want to be respectful of that, hey, we all have different situations here. Yeah, there's so many different situations. And if you're in that situation, uh, we just want to say we're sorry. We know it's so painful. And there's so many questions and insecurities and, and hurt and anger and sadness and all of the emotions that come up. And so if you're in that currently, whether you're the one who has been looking or cheating or whatever it is, or you're the one that's maybe been su suffered from sexual betrayal, mm -hmm. uh, we're really sorry and our hearts break. And that's why we do what we do, because we don't want that to happen. And so we're we're always hopeful for reconciliation, and we're always hopeful that um, people will get healthy and, and live lives of freedom and purpose. And we're hopeful that marriages and families stay together and and will will uh, live, live God-honoring lives full of purpose. But... Uh, we know that that's not always the healthy the healthy scenario when things are pretty extreme. And so we want to give maybe some different ideas 
of various situations that come up where there, there's yeah. there's repentance or unrepentance and different things. Um, that, but your marriage is your marriage, and so you have to know your heart. You have to know your marriage, and we and we just want to encourage you. You can get input and you can get tips, and hopefully some of this stuff helps. But have some community around you. That's that's a big tip. Is we want you to have community around you, and especially I've heard lots from wives that say, "I don't want to dishonor my husband." My my husband's been looking at all of this stuff, and I don't want to dishonor him. And especially I've heard that a couple of times when when the husband is a pastor, and uh, you know there's porn and there's different things going on at home. I don't want to dishonor him, and. You can you can take care of yourself and have community and share your story with safe people in an honoring way, mm-hmm. where you're not going about it to trash him um, and make him look bad and just vent your anger to everybody who's who's got a listening ear. Yeah, you can do it in an honoring way, but you do need to take care of yourself. And so a lot of people will say, you, you know, I don't want to, I, I or I stayed silent because I didn't want to dishonor. But there's a real damage um, both to yourself, but also the marriage long term and short term when when that's the approach so yeah. you do need to talk about it and yeah we want to spend the rest of the episode i guess going over some different scenarios, different scenarios. And, yeah. and ideas for you to take and one of the things that i think we miss out when there's a situation like this <clears throat> is this is a direct attack on your marriage sometimes you feel it's just an attack on you as an individual but you know god is for your marriage and one of the things in marriage that sometimes we miss out on is that um we can help each other in, in a lot of this, um, there are times where maybe one of us needs some conviction in their life. Maybe there needs uh, a blind spot revealed and we do that for each other. Well, I'm going to say that porn is a massive, massive blind spot for many. And I know that if you're a wife listening right now and you're like, well, I'm hurting, I'm bleeding. (laughs) My husband is looking at porn. I don't feel like helping him right now. I'm just going to say that I get that feeling. I understand that for sure. Um, but in any kind of season that you're going through, um, as a married couple, you will encounter moments where you can help each other and you can work together in something. And I'm not saying that this situation maybe will come to pass where you're able to do that, but change your mindset a little bit. Your marriage is under attack and maybe the approach that you take here can be a movement towards healing. And for both of you, um, you can do something, make a choice and a next that can be for the, the relationship, even though the relationship feels very fractured right now. So I just want to lay that mindset out there right now is that you can come for, out from this. And we know that every situation is unique. It doesn't always work out that way, but hope is always a good thing whenever we're yeah. looking at some of this stuff for sure. Yeah. And, and with that, the attack on the marriage is the, is the infidelity or the betrayal or the porn use and the lying and the maybe gaslighting and all of that stuff. That's the attack. But when things get brought out to the surface and exposed, often I think that's the Lord doing that mm-hmm. and, and he's bringing healing. And so uh, what happens is, is just to say it in this way, with this scenario, that a husband will expose or get caught um, with his porn use or his affair or whatever. But then what happens is the wife's insecurities all come to the surface. Yeah. And so a wife then is face to face with not only what her husband did, but her own insecurities. Am yeah. I pretty enough? Am I not good enough? Why do I not have value? Like, mm-hmm. why does he do this to me? All the disappointments, the dashed dreams, all of that stuff. Yeah. And so it's not just what he did. It's also everything that you're feeling as a wife or on the flip side, what you're feeling as a husband, because we have that too, where husbands are like, man, my wife's been cheating on me and I don't feel like I'm, 
and just even a month ago, I think it was another guy, not the first, but another guy is like, I don't feel like I'm good sexually with my wife cheating on me. And he's got those insecurities, right? And so you have to work through all of that. But I say this to say that's actually healthy and healing to your marriage, especially long-term for all of that to come out. Yes. Because there's insecurities that are there, but maybe under the surface and maybe they're not affecting you, but maybe they are. And when, when this sexual betrayal comes out in a marriage, all of a sudden there's a lot of other dirt and garbage that comes out with it. Mm -hmm. But that's what God wants. That's what we want is for us to get as healthy as possible. And so although it's like the messiest hurricane of someone's life, a lot of times when you're dealing with this in a marriage, um, it actually, if you stick it out, if you if you're committed to the covenant and, and if you're committed to personal growth and healing and, um, just getting, getting healthy spiritually, emotionally, relationally, every way, long-term things can get better and they can even get better, better than they were before. I remember yeah. Dave and, and Kirsten Samuel on our podcast, um, they were like, man, we have a brand new marriage, but there were yeah. 25 years of secrets but then they got a brand new marriage with the same person because things were better than ever. And they thought that they had a good marriage to wow. begin with, but things got better than ever. Um, but the hard thing is right now, when there's pain in the marriage, I remember to throw another guest out, Clinton and Charity Munoz from Restore to More, who've been on our podcast once or twice. Um, they give this great picture and I love it. They say when, when it came out in their marriage, they were like two people both on hospital beds, both going through surgery trying to help each other. Yeah, yeah. And they couldn't do it because they both needed help themselves. Yeah. I love that. Thanks for that. <laughs> the good memory, by the way, man. And there's stories of hope like that. So go back and listen to some of those episodes if you're in this situation right now. Um, it's it's helpful to know that there are people out there like you um, that have similarity in their story and they've come out from it. There is hope. Um, there's going to be some tough decisions that need to be made for sure. But if you make decisions together for the marriage um, and you move towards God and towards each other, you can come out stronger and better. I know it might be hard to see that right now, but it is true. Um, and so one of the things to think through uh, about this too is um, if something like this occurs in your marriage where porn is revealed, um, <clears throat> you have to have a kind of general understanding of uh, as far as what to do based on where your marriage is at, what is going on. Uh, I'm going to just say this right now. Sometimes couples approach an issue with porn or porn being in their marriage with silence. Um, they try to suffer, a long-suffering game. And that's an approach that a lot of couples make with their spouse. Say their spouse is struggling with porn, they'll take the long-suffering approach and I'll just suffer and hope that they get better. You can be proactive in this. And there's a great book out there called Boundaries by Stuart or Henry Townsend and, and um, is that right? No, Stuart Townsend and Henry, Henry Cloud, sorry. <laughs> and I think that that book is helpful in understanding that you can have choice in this because sometimes if you've been hit with this very devastating news, you feel completely out of control. You feel like there's nothing you can do and that's not true. And so there's an approach here that we both need to take. The one that's struggling with an addiction, porn, has to make some choices. The one that received that news and is hurting as well has to make some choices too. There is action. There is intentionality that needs to occur when something like this happens. But you got to understand where your marriage is at currently. Has there been a lot of secrets in your marriage? Have you been able to talk about some of those things? Do you have unresolved conflict currently? Has there other areas of trauma in your life that you're dealing with? Like there's a lot to unpack um, 
when you're thinking through this question of what's my next steps? What do I do when I hear this news? Because we, like I said, we can't give you a one size fits all answer. You know, we would counsel a couple and sit down before them, hear their story, and then maybe have a better idea. So we get it on a podcast. We can't hit all those nuances, but uh, ask that question of yourself. Where is my marriage currently? Like for instance, if you're the wife and you've caught your husband, that's different if then he's come to you and said, hey, I have something to tell you. There's some difference there. Yeah. Um, another one is if, uh, you know, he, you, maybe you've caught him and he doesn't care. It's like, this is just what guys do. Because sometimes guys want to be caught. And sometimes it's like, I don't, I wanted to tell my wife for so long, but I don't know how. Yeah. And then other times, like, I don't even care. Like you're yeah. saying, and there's yeah. a difference, right? There is a big difference. Um, it's the pathway you're on in your marriage. And it, it sounds a little scary. Because, I mean, you, but we can look down that path with you. If you keep on one path, um, it's really difficult to be married to somebody uh, if they don't choose the marriage. If they're making active decisions um, day in, day out, monthly, yearly, whatever, that is not for the marriage. That is actually abandoning the marriage vows that they made. How can the marriage survive? And, and that's where you have to set some boundaries in place of consequence that occurs. And we'll talk about that. But... Where is that? Like, where are you there in that path? Is there repentance or is there none of that? It's like, no, this is just who I am. This is what I do. You have to deal with it. It's your problem. And we've encountered couples like that before. <laughs> we've encountered all kinds. And I, I used to say I've heard it all and I realize I haven't heard it all because I keep hearing <laughs> yeah, new things. But That's right. That's but, right. Yeah. So it's John Townsend, actually. I looked it up. Sorry, thank you. Yes. Henry Cloud, John Townsend. But now yeah. we realize now we know who you watch. Stuart yeah. Townsend is an is an actor. So Stuart Townsend an actor? Yeah, Queen of the Damned, Shade, uh Trapped, Chaos. Okay, theory. I've never seen any one of those movies. <laughs> I'm on the moviedb.org. Oh, man. Stuart, I, okay, wow, I'm way off, man. Okay, well, I got the last name right. Hey, give me 50% credit there. There you go. <laughs> now we know what you're doing in your free time. Yeah, Stuart right. Townsend yeah. on the brain. Yeah. But yeah, so check that book out. And um, one aspect too, you might be thinking repentance sounds like a really wordy kind of thing. What does that mean? Well, repentance, there, it's actually a turning, a turning from behavior. I mean, sometimes we think someone just has to say, I'm sorry. And that's that. But we've seen this. Hey, I was that guy. I said to my wife, I'm sorry I did this. But I had no action behind it. And then in a month, I did it again. I'm sorry. I might have, I felt really bad. But there was no action. I wasn't repentant. Repentant means that you are intentionally turning from the behavior that you're involved in. That is causing harm. And that's what God calls us to, you know. And it's not that we have to pick up our bootstraps and do all the work, but it's a stance that we take with God. We ask for forgiveness. And then with his help, we turn from the behavior that we are involved in. And he gives us everything we need to do that. And in our marriage, that's what we have to show our spouse. And if that's not being shown to you, that's not, your, your spouse is not repentant. And if that's the case, then that's a whole other different set of steps for you. And we'll get into some of those here. Because if a if a if a spouse is not repentant and they just want to keep on doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. uh, the the boundaries have to be different. Because the boundary for for I'll just say it with this wave with the couple with the if the wife is the one who's betrayed and hurting, the boundaries you you can only do what makes you safe. And so like some people um, will say like, do you sleep in the same bed? Do you still have sex? Um, do you have to look at his phone all of the time? I mean, yeah. there's different kinds of things that you can 
that you can consider, but having this principle in place is what will make you safe and what will make your heart um, healthy is, is those are some principles to keep in place. So then, then you can consider, okay, is having sex right now something where you feel safe, not even just emotionally connected, but do you feel safe or do you feel violated? And in your mind, even it could be in your mind, not just physically, but in your mind, do you feel like you're just being tortured every time you're making love with your spouse because you're just continually thinking about what they've done? Like there's, Mm -hmm. there's, there's different layers of healing. And if you're in that situation, all it's going to do when you're coming together is it's going to create more trauma and it's going to maybe prolong the process of getting healthy. And so if you're doing something that where you don't feel safe, it's okay to take a step back from that, from, yeah. from uh, maybe it's even holding hands. Maybe it's like uh, any kind of hug or really big hugs. Um, those are things that, that when there's a violation in the marriage, other, there are consequences to it. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> when, when I always say this to guys, cause some guys, some guys really do feel sorry for themselves. Like I've got to put up with my wife always being angry or there's boundaries right. and I hate it and I just want to be free. It's like, well, you brought porn into your marriage. You brought infidelity into your marriage. There's going to be consequences. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like scripturally it talks about husbands and wives, give each other your conjugal rights. Don't come apart. Don't stop having sex. In other words, except for a time of prayer and fasting. Don't even right. do that for too long. Right. But that's like God's ideal design, right? It's also his ideal design for a person to not lust after other people. Mm-hmm. Or it's his ideal design for us to lay down our lives for each other. Yeah. And so when those things haven't happened and there's been sexual immorality brought into a marriage, there's going to be consequences. And often that's that these conjugal rights or our, or our sex life takes a break yeah. for a time because because a woman or a wife will have to take time or it could be the husband has to take time to heal mentally and emotionally and to get to the point where you can come back together. That's right. And so, um, it, but if, a, if, a, if someone is repentant, you can work together, right? Like if a husband gets exposed or get, or confesses to his wife, then you guys can, hopefully you can work together and say, what's the game plan here? What are you going to do? And if a husband is taking action, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, if a husband is not taking action, but it's simply because he's terrified and he's scared, but he really wants help, mm-hmm. then that's awesome. I mean, it's better to take action, but sometimes that fear really is real with yeah. this stuff. And so be praying, um, encouraging if you can on both ways, right? Because the wife will also be, uh, re- <laughs> one wife last week, like I'm, I don't respond well to my husband yeah. a lot of times, yeah. but he understands it's because he hurt me. And so he hugs me, but I don't respond well. And she feels badly. It's like as the more you can withstand that storm and understand why the other person is hurting, why those boundaries have to be there, the better it is. But when there's unrepentance in the marriage, you've got to take a hard stand then with your boundaries and and not even necessarily do what looks like is best for the marriage. You got to prioritize sometimes what's best for you. Yeah. And 100%. hopefully the marriage will come around. Yeah. You got to care for your pain. Because what's occurring is you are in pain. And, and I think sometimes we think boundaries means it's a way to control somebody else. That's actually not what boundaries is. Boundaries is a way that you have control over your life. It's choices that you can make um, in this situation when you feel out of control. So I'll give you an example. Your husband's looking at porn or your wife is looking at porn um, and they're unrepentant. Well, a boundary for you is, well, if they're coming to you wanting sex and you're feeling completely violated, unsafe, insecure, a boundary for you is I don't want to feel those things. So no, we're not going to have sex uh, until there's some repentance happening. 
I'm the boundary for me. I'm not going to be traumatized by this. So you're making a choice. You have active choice in this. And that's why you're not punishing them. No. You're going, this is what's best for me. You are, you don't want to have a knife thrust into you every time uh, that occurs. And so you're protecting yourself. And in that, um, there are consequences to that person's action. Um, if they're looking at porn and unrepentant, there has to be consequences. Uh, this isn't one of those things where you get away with this. Uh, a marriage can't withstand that. And that's where uh, there's a great book called Fight for Love by Rosie McKinney. We had her on the podcast a while back. I would recommend that as a resource to learn some of the things as a wife that you can do to actually fight for your marriage. And part of it is setting some boundaries in place and having consequences. And it doesn't mean that you are punishing your spouse. I want to be very clear. It's about protecting yourself. And if you're on the other end of this too, if you're thinking, well, I'm going to be repentant, I'm going to promise I'm never going to look at porn again. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now that's an empty promise. <laughs> you, that's great that you don't want to look at porn anymore. That's a great value that you have in your life. That you don't want to do that. But this is going to be a battle and a journey and a process of healing, community, and growth that you have to undertake first. You can't make promises like that. Because when you're in the healing journey, um, you're going to realize that sometimes it's two steps forward, one step back. And, um, and so you have to have people in your corner and, and learn what that means. Um, so the action here isn't to make empty promises, things you can't, you know, you can't match up to, but instead say, Hey, I'm going to get help. That's a much better thing to say than I'm never going to look at porn again, because you can't, you can't make that promise at this point. And I'm not giving you license to go look at porn saying, well, I don't have to promise that so I can look at porn. No, that's not, you're saying I'm fighting for our marriage by doing this. And, and that's the much better promise. Because if your spouse hears you say, I'm never going to look at porn again, babe. I'm so sorry, blah, 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 blah. And then you look at porn again, your promises mean nothing. They're, they're worth a plug nickel. They're worth nothing. And you've already been lying and deceiving and hiding for so long. So yeah, that's right. It's, it's so often the case where a wife, and we've said this before, but my wife says it's not even the porn that's the worst. It's the hiding. It's the lying, mm-hmm. the, the broken trust, right? That's the worst. And so when a, even if a, even if a person makes that promise, I'm never going to do it again, and then they don't, it still is a process. It's a long journey to rebuild a marriage and rebuild trust and, and intimacy after this. So this is an opportunity to be very, very aware of the motives of our heart because when there's like a hurricane of emotion going on in both of us, there's... There's guilt, there's shame, anger, there's sadness, there's disappointment, there's there's offense, there's so much, there's betrayal, there's so much emotion going on in thoughts. It's a, it's a real opportunity to look, what's the motive of my heart? Am I doing this to punish or am I doing this because of what's best for me, right? Am I doing this to protect our marriage or am I doing this... Um, to to yeah to get back or doing get back to the person or doing it out of bitterness or am I doing it out of love am I am I being led by God am I praying lots for the person or am I praying for them to change for my own benefit and so those are some questions just to consider as you're making plans for yourself or for both of you together for your marriage mm-hmm. um, what's the motive of your heart because especially a lot a lot at the start when things first come out in a marriage things get crazy fast. And it's okay. Like a, 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 I'm a, usually a wife will react. A husband will react to, but more more than often, just with who we talk to, it's the men who are screwing up, and then the wives <laughs> react. Right? Yeah, that's right. And so a wife is gonna react. Like Kelly, our women's coach, she's like, man, like 
you can't coach a woman on how to react when she first hears the news. Like she's going to freak out yeah. <laughs> lots of times, right? Oh, totally. And that doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes wives are like, okay, we can deal with this. Mm-hmm. Let's, thanks for telling me. Now, what are we going to do? And it's awesome, right? Yeah. Um, but I will say this too, this is kind of a, an aside, but it, wives, if you're too casual about it, like if you're like, yeah, he's been watching for 15 yeah. years and you never bring it up and you don't talk about it yeah. and he's not doing anything, like you're, you might, pretend to be okay with it yourself, but you're probably fooling yourself. But you're also, it's not good for your marriage. Mm-hmm. Not good for your kids. It's not good for your husband. So don't be too point. casual about it. No. Like you, you got to have boundaries and you got to be firm. Yeah, that's and, a great point. I'm sorry I interrupted you there, but I was going to bring this up just quickly because uh, we have this mindset in our culture um, that sometimes pervaded into uh, our Christian walk as well that um, if something bothers me, that means I'm weak. Um, for instance, I've, I've, I've heard this, uh, way back in my past. I remember this is, uh, um, you know, uh, a girlfriend would bring her boyfriend to the strip club and that's, she's a cool girlfriend, right? Right. Yeah. Um, that mindset can work into our marriage in the sense, well, you know, I'm, if I'm strong, this doesn't bother me. No, it should bother you. Yeah. If it doesn't bother you, you need to check your heart about that because what's happening is others are being invited into your marriage uh, and something that's destroying your intimacy and eroding it from the inside out is present. So alarm bells should be going off and feeling hurt is a very natural thing that should be there because there's been a disruption. There's been uh, a betrayal that's occurred. And I'm not saying that you strum up feelings and bring them up, but just if this whole thing of stuffing it down, pushing it down, trying not to feel that's going to make you much worse. As an example, recently there was someone who I was talking to and they would watch porn together, right? Like to yeah. spice things up. Yeah. Well, now they're not married anymore. And surprise, surprise. Right. And so they would both say, oh, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Bad for the marriage. And that's just an example um, that, and, and that happens, but it's actually more often than not, it's a, a wife is just kind of okay and casual yeah. about it. And that happens more than a wife participating in it. But, both are like, man, what are you doing? Like, you got to like value your marriage. Even if you think that it's okay, it's harming things for sure. <clears throat> That's right. Uh, and, and one thing that I think that we were kind of dancing around a little bit is about with the boundaries too. Um, it takes some understanding of how to, to set those in place and, and adequately communicate what that is in your own mind first before you bring it into the marriage. But one thing I just want to be clear, sometimes this can occur when you're hurting what is our first response? We want to hurt the person that hurt us. We, we do that. We'll say a nasty word. Just you, just you think of it all day and then you just, the right moment you say it. Or you do something, consequence, quotation mark, but it's a punishment. And uh, we can do this to our spouse who maybe is battling addiction. We hold a sword over their head dangling. And any instance of failure or um, struggle, you drop that sword. And they're living in that fear constantly of having that reprisal. And I just want to be clear, consequences aren't, I don't like the word reprisal. Consequences are just a natural thing that occurs if something happens. And for instance, the boundaries that you set in place, and, and that is a consequence. Like, we're not going to be intimate until you are repentant, or you've got into a group, a healing group, or whatever, go or, down that list. Or you're not going to be alone in our office with your computer with the door <laughs> yeah, closed. That's until right. There's something until you're free or whatever, until you're getting help. That's right. So check your heart on this too, because if you're uh, implementing a consequence or boundaries as a way to hurt back, it's not going to go well for you. I mean, first Peter 3, 9, right? Do not repay evil for evil. Otherwise, evil will never leave your home, right? That's further down. But uh, 
it's very true. I mean, if you're, if your heart is, is bitter and angry and you're doing something to attack your spouse cause they hurt you, you're not going to get on that healing path that you need to be. You're going to be exacting revenge. And while that might feel really good in the moment and you want to kind of hurt them back, that is not good for your marriage. And I know it's hard. I know it's tough cause you're hurting. Um, but just check your heart here. You know, um, these boundaries that you set in place really are about protecting yourself uh, and to fight for the marriage as well too. So Brad, maybe you can talk about this with boundaries. Uh, one of the boundaries would be what what should a wife know or what should a husband know? Like what, what oh, details do they need to know? Yeah, we should talk about that. Um, uh, we, we've mentioned this several times. Uh, if you come together as a couple and you have, there's been disclosure that porn is in the marriage, um, and then you build a plan. What you need to know as a spouse, specifically I'm speaking to you wives, um, <clears throat> you need to know what that journey will entail. So is there a group involved? Is there a protection on our devices? Um, are you being accountable to your partner? Are you meeting with them? You know, being aware of that and understanding what that all entails. Um, that's the things that you need to know. And the reason we bring this up is because Sometime in the healing stuff, um, a wife will insert herself as accountability partner or a controller over this th- these things, and that just hurts her more because uh, an accountability partner needs to build a game plan, needs to be able to, to call out blind spots, needs to be able to ask the tough questions without absolutely being devastated. And that's really key. So that's why we say that. What you do need to know is the steps that are going to be taken to move towards healing and freedom. That's what you need to know. And as a couple, I think that when those conversations occur, um, you need to insert as well, what are you as a wife going to do to get healing? Um, That's really key as well. And maybe talk about as you're understanding these things, this doesn't have to be this massive conversation that happens in one moment, but bits and pieces over time, you need to understand too what what you need to feel safe again. Um, and that's going to help him, your husband, because if you've taken sex off the table until there's a certain markers met, but only you know those markers and he doesn't, well, he's going to get really frustrated too and, and feel dejected in that process as well too. So if you have communication about some of these things, um, and it can be this too, you might be like, you know, hon, I don't know when that day is yet. I don't know when we can have sex again or whatever. Um, but I just want you to know that I do want to. Um, I'm, we're going to move towards, I just don't know yet. If, even if you say that versus yeah. I'm never having sex or making love to you ever again. Yeah. You're <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Like, so, and if you say those things again, grace, so go back and apologize. Hey, I shouldn't have said that. I'm yeah. sorry. Did that hurt you? Yeah. And we were probably gonna have to do that a few times because we do say things that hurt each other. And even guys too, if you're the one that is battling this, sometimes you say things like, you know, you're just not giving me enough grace or da da da. What do you go down the list of things that you might say because you're not feeling like you're hurting that too. There might be legit things you need to bring up to, but sometimes we say things uh, in a really harsh way too, to our wife who is hurting. So we got to be aware of that too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just coming to mind that the plank and the speck in scripture where it says before dealing with the speck in your brother's eye, deal with the plank in your own eye, right? It says, I mean, there's two things. It says you literally don't see clearly about the other person unless you deal with your own stuff first. But also, 
Like think about a speck of sawdust compared to the size of a whole plank. <laughs> There's a lot of sawdust in a plank. There is. And so it's that much more important that we deal with our own stuff and apologize for our own things rather than just go at the other person. And so you might be in a position where your husband, your wife, whoever has betrayed you, has cheated on you, has watched porn, and you just say something nasty to them. Well, yeah. in the grand scope of things, like what's worse? Obviously the betrayal is worse. But how cool would it be to be the one to say sorry first? Even yeah. if what you did was, was quote-unquote less sinful or less hurtful. To be the one to apologize first, I mean, a gentle word turns away wrath in Scripture, right? So yeah. the more we can do that, and move towards forgiveness. It's better for us, better for 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 them, better for the marriage. It honors God more, mm-hmm. and so we want to encourage you with that. Like work towards forgiveness in your heart. And uh, we had two great episodes with Bruce and Tony uh, from Forgiving Forward, and you can listen to those. Um, we'll put them in the show notes. Actually, links to those episodes, but you can yeah. go back to they'd be I don't know twenty ten twenty episodes ago yeah. from this one, but. Um, forgivingforward.com too. You can go there and you can learn a lot about forgiveness and and uh, and even book a session with them if you're really struggling with it. But I, it could be a daily thing where different things come up that you have to mm-hmm. forgive. Mm-hmm. And so we want to encourage you with that to not go like, no, I'm not going to forgive. Well, you're just delaying your own healing and you're delaying things getting better in your marriage or if it's just you um, in your own heart. And so we want to encourage you with that. Yeah. Um, but when does it come to a point, Braden, where where it's just better to leave. Yeah, what, you read my mind. <laughs> where, does that, where does separation yeah. come into this and where does divorce come into this? Totally. So we did bring it up earlier in the podcast. We are always for reconciliation and restoration in every relationship. But there are times where it's not feasible. There are. If there's abuse of any kind and there's no repentance there, um, you can't be in that home. Um, we'll be very clear about that and you need to get some professional help there. We'll be very clear about that too. Uh, but in the regards to pornography, if there's no repentance and in fact defiance, um, I am not getting help. You have to deal with this. Um, well, a boundary for you is how can you be in a relationship like that? But you have to be communicative. You have to tell your spouse this because you are still trying to fight for your marriage. So if that's the case, one of the things is like, well, okay, you, that's your choice. Um, my choice is I can't be in this marriage uh, if that's what you're going to do. If you choose to get help, if you choose to go on a healing journey, then I can be in this marriage with you. But until then, I can't be here. Um, and and that's that might be a time for separation. And we would always encourage separation first before a divorce because you need time to process. To yeah, get and help. don't don't make the decision. Sorry, Brian. No. Yeah. Don't don't make the decision that the marriage is over. No. In the height of emotion, right away. Just if you need some time apart, take some time apart. But don't yeah. make a rash decision on the future. And you also need to give your spouse time to actually respond to your boundary to to the, the consequence you're setting. So if you say, like what I was the example. Um, until you make the choice that you want help and that you need help, um, uh, I'll be I'll be separated from you. You have to give them time to actually make that decision because in the moment they might say something like, "Oh, sure, I'll do it," but they don't mean it. Or they'll say, "No, I'm not going to do it," but they need time to actually get to that place. Right. So that's why separation is key, and there needs to be a goal with separation. Separation doesn't equal divorce, as Matt uh, you were talking about. It's it's a time uh, with intention. And you need to get help. Um, so you can't control what your spouse is doing in separation, but you've set the boundary. While you are separated, if that if it moves towards that, you need to reach out to get help, um, personal counseling, and, and to deal with your own hurt and pain. Um, but that's really key is if, if there's outright defiance, there's no willingness at all, 
Um, I'm not going to think, I don't think, I don't think both of us would say that you can really be in a marriage like that. You're going to be absolutely devastated. You're going to be wrecked in that relationship. And a lot of marriages um, have gone the wayside because of that exact thing, because there was no line in the sand drawn saying there are consequences to your choices. If you're going to sleep around, how can I be with you? If you're going to continue to look at porn without being repentant and not getting help, how can I be with you? Um, and, and sometimes I'm going to say this, and Rosie McKinney talks about this. Sometimes when we set those boundaries and consequences, God uses that as a holy moment to jolt our spouse. And they realize, I'm going to lose this. I actually have to be intentional in my marriage. Wow, okay. And they may never have done that. And now yeah. they realize they have to. I got to get help. That might be the jolt that your marriage needs in a good direction, even though presently it's very painful. Yeah, it could be. And I just want to caution, don't do it primarily to be a, to, to give them a jolt because if it doesn't happen, then it's yeah, a huge let down. That's like, right. You got to do things for yourself to get healthy for yourself. Yeah. And that's, but I mean, like you're saying, Brad, and a lot of times it is a jolt. We've seen that lots. Um, when there's When there's repeated adultery, uh, like I, there's a situation lately. Um, the the wife was the one a few years ago had an affair, and then the husband's like, "Well, I understand, right? Like she was sexually abused as a child, and she's acting out of that, and I love her like crazy, and I want to be with her, and so forgive." And then here, a few years later, she does it again, and he's like, "Well, how many times am I going to do this, yeah. right?" And she, if she's not repentant or if she's not wanting to get healthy, like uh, how long are you going to stick around? And yeah. so, yeah, I mean, that's up to you, right? But consider that, and we would say, yeah, if a person's unrepentant, like Braden's saying, there's, it's not changing. The pattern's not changing. Um, I mean, I don't want to say like feel free to leave. I I hate divorce so oh, much, totally. but but I mean, you are right. Like you can do that. Not you can or can't. There's no rules here, but. But those are situations where um, leaving might be the best for you um, is is probably the best way to put it. And throughout the whole process, uh, I, I mean, I could tell you a lot of stories where a wife said, you know, I was praying and God said this to me and he gave me the strength and it and it changed their whole path. Like I was going to leave, but then God said this to me. I mean, I, there's all like even as I'm saying this, there's more and more stories coming to me both in our ministry. I mean, my wife, Louise, she has friends the same like. Mm-hmm. Um, gonna leave, but God spoke, and so spend time with that too. Where you're reading the Bible, or you're going to the Lord, and and just saying like, God, like I'm sad today, or I'm mad today, and yeah. and but what do you want me to do? And spend time listening, and yeah. and make room in your heart for Him. If we don't do that, like it says in Scripture, Jesus is knocking on the door of our heart, and He wants in, right? And so when we're heart, when our hearts are hard and hurt, sometimes we we run from Him. But we want to run to him. And, and and so in this process, yeah, make room for the Lord too to, to lead you because he knows five years from now, he knows what's best, whether it's to stay or to go and mm-hmm. what to do in the meantime. And so trust him, even if you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, um, he knows that there is one. And so we've got to trust him one step at a time. Yeah, 100%. So I hope that gives you some understanding. Uh, and and one thing I'll add to all that, um, seek the Lord in this uh and make sure you surround yourself with with good people that yeah. are, are uh, positive influences in your life. Because I know uh, I've seen stories like this where there is maybe a separation in the marriage and one of the spouses is getting really bad advice from some really toxic friends. And so it's key that, like, you, to surround yourself with good people. Um, I know sometimes you want to just spew the venom. You just want to spit that fire. 
and you want people that will just encourage you in that. So you, you that somehow feels like it absolves a lot of that pain that you're feeling or absolves not the right word, but uh, releases it, I should say. Um, I'm going to say that it's just going to compound it. It's going to build it more. And um, so that's why it's key to have people that are for uh, you um, and understand a little bit what's going on in the marriage um, and that, that you will do everything you can to fight for that. So um, just just have that in your mind too because uh, toxicity, man, it, it can really, really change your mindset in, in a bad way. So um, seek God, seek great community as you're going through these things. And um, we just encourage you in all this we have seen many couples come out from this um matt and i uh we have encountered in ministry lots of people that have uh, gotten better through this and my marriage uh in in to give you some personal context went through something like this and my wife and i we came out and we're stronger and better uh because of the help that we both received so there is hope for you and we want to leave that with you so have a great week praying for you cheering you on We'll check in with you next time. Thanks for listening. If you would like to hear more, please visit purevictorypodcast.com to subscribe. This podcast was made possible by the generous donations of our subscribers. If you would like to help support the cause financially, once again, please visit purevictorypodcast.com.